0: Welcome to the Arizona
1: Pickleball League Podcast Presented by Jigsaw Health And now, your hosts, Danny Jensen and the Orchard Security Guy Welcome Arizona Pickleball family this is Danny Jensen, joined with your favorite, OSG.
0: What's going on? How was that game? Wow, what a night. What a night. Um, one thing, welcome back, by the way. Oh, yeah, um, absolutely. Episode 5
1: of the Arizona Pickleball League podcast.
0: I know uh, we had some issues. We clarified that. We had dogs. We got the mics all. I know you had nothing to do with it. It's just something that, yeah. it happens. Yeah. We covered it, we move on. One of the things, uh, I didn't know if most people noticed tonight, but we added a new camera. So now we have eight. It is the Canon XR250 P420
1: 8K. 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 And boy, did we need 8K tonight. With all those challenges. How many times do we see the challenge chicken? Several. Several. At least eight. I, I mean... I, there, it is one of the, my favorite things to do is yell when the challenge chicken is thrown. Like, I just yell immediately. We're well, giving you the opportunity. Though. Yeah. Like, well, that's what I, I actually, like, wait for them to throw. There was a point when I think it was Amy grabbed it, and I started saying the challenge chicken, the challenge chicken. She didn't throw the challenge chicken. I'm not quite sure if that's premature, but, you know, it on, is something that I tend to do.
0: On that same point, Danny, I had to almost give her a technical tonight. Um, mm. She was clapping. With the chicken's head, yeah.
1: <laughs> so is this something that we've spoke with before about not doing with it's the not It's an automatic GMs?
0: disqualification if you damage it, any part of that chicken.
1: Yeah, fair enough.
0: Unless it is on the toss.
1: Yeah, I'm, as it should be because the chicken is a very integral part of Arizona Pickleball League and Tuesday Night Pickleball in general. Yes, it is. So let's jump in to. This is not just episode five. This is also post-game show for the second week of the Arizona Pickleball League. Tonight we had the Peoria Pythons taking on the Scottsdale Scorchers. A little bit of a shock. Is that what I'm allowed to say? We were not fully expecting, especially after we had Caden on, um, on the show, on the mic last week, talking up his team, and we came out with a different result than maybe what some might have expected Let's throw it over to the MVP of the night Michael Lloyd one of my favorite people to watch play pickleball and obviously favorite person to be on this side of it like you know you don't want to be on the opposite side of the net but uh, Michael like tell us uh, let's walk through the game tonight yeah I mean first lots of
2: thank yous thank you to you know my teammates setting me up for the win Uh, thanks to everybody that watched. thanks for Patrick and Ashley for making this possible thank god for giving me a little bit of a uh, pickleball talent so there you go. <laughs> um but yeah it was uh it was a roller coaster i mean we were down all the way through our girls really clawed us back got us um in good position going into to the fourth quarter and uh Tref and i knew that if it was close we could make some things happen um i don't know if everybody else knew that but we did you know we never doubted it i think there's a lot of people you know talking a little mess uh coming Coming into this, myself included. And uh, yeah, Treff and I wanted to make sure that we could, uh, you know, walk the walk. We love that. Top the top.
1: We love that. So you were walking the walk. Let's break down your two quarters, right? Your two right. quarters that you played. Let's break down the first quarter. You played against Pesa mm-hmm. and against Haley. Um, what did you see there? I know you. it was a little bit of a weird matchup in mixed doubles because. You had a lefty against a righty, and then you had the girls in front of each other instead of right. across from each other. So tell us how that changed the dynamic a little bit, what you saw after that first, and then how that changed um, for you to kind of adjust your strategy going to the rest of the game.
2: Yeah, I mean, when you're playing mixed against a lefty, it's obviously going to change up the patterns quite a bit. You're going to have the girls dinking straight up a little bit more what that's going to ha- kind of create is a little bit more dead balls because they're not going cross court. Uh, And then it's whichever guy can get to the middle first and kind of create chaos and then thrive from there. Um, Honestly, I felt like in that match, Jess and I I, if you looked at the stats you'd probably see that we won like a good bit maybe the majority of points once we got into them we just struggled with some missed returns maybe finishing some points with uh, like out balls that we shouldn't have hit or me you know not putting away a couple balls that i had an opportunity to so we knew that um we we were in a good position we just you know weren't starting weren't finishing points the way that we should um you know I, i'm really confident in our girls i think we've got the best girls in the league. So I knew that they were gonna get us, you know, within striking distance and then um going into men's it was all just, you know, be patient, find the right balls, try to get me as involved as possible in the middle. Tref is super, you know, solid on the right side. I knew he was gonna give me a ball to work with eventually if we just kind of, you know, stuck to the strategy and definitely um, you know, waited it out. We 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 knew we were gonna play, you know, a little bit more straight up, try to get uh it to cadence so that I could be more involved in the cross courts. Uh, with that we also told ourselves like, hey like he might earn a ball. He might hit a flashy shot, but we're going to make sure that we're, you know, winning the majority of points. I'm not too concerned about the highlight
1: plays, and in uh, the end, it of paid off. Very much so. I I completely agree with you. I think that the way that I looked at it, and you can tell me if I'm wrong, you made them play into your strategy right. more than they made you guys play into the strategy, and I think that that's what ended up leading to a 16-9 victory in the in quarter four. Yeah. Yeah. Um, to expand on what you were talking about when you have Pesa in front of you um are you nervous that you know because when he's dinking around and he's doing all that stuff are you nervous that when it gets into that cross-court dink rally um uh, maybe with Treff that like that's when he becomes the most dangerous so switching that up is obviously key for you guys
2: um you know I have so much respect for Pesa I think he is probably you know the guy that everybody has their eyes on in this league um I think you know I've got the same opinion about myself. I, I hope that everybody in this league thinks that, you know, they're the best or that they at least have an opportunity to beat the best. My my confidence level is very high, so I know in those straight up hands battles with uh, with Peso, once he's gotten something and creates something down the line, that I can hang there. I think, you know, with obviously the way the score went, it kind of shows that we we won a majority of those hands battles. I was doing well, um, keeping Peso honest in the right moments, and uh, yeah, it kind of all came together. I mean, Treff was super solid. He mixed the ball around at, at the. Right times to make sure that Pesa couldn't come crowd middle too hard and then do all those flips that we we know he's capable of. Uh, of instead, he had to you know go back, cover his corner, and uh, that opened up more opportunities for me to
1: kind of wreak havoc in the middle instead. Absolutely. And then, um, OSG, did you notice when the play was going on, there was a, first of all there was a lot of finger wags tonight. I, I are, I want to say that we broke a record for the number of finger wags that was happening. Yeah. Did you notice this same thing from the sideline, Nas? Kamish, how are we going to control finger wagging?
0: I'm okay with the finger. Wag. We're okay with we're finger okay wagging. with the finger wag. Um, with our guest Amy, the general manager, uh, yesterday, she had come up with a kind of a Python
1: strike. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't see that a whole lot. A little time. more of this? Yeah, Tref was all over it. He Tref was, was kind of going for this a little bit. But you know what else? Tref was given some of this out Absolutely. there. Yeah, and I you he were should. given some of this. Yeah. And Pesta and Caden were given some of this. So, you know, I, I was kind of here for the Python strike. Um, yeah. Is, is there a strategy? Is, is, does that only come out in the biggest plays? Talk to us being a Python yourself. Yeah, Is that something that you guys...
2: I think it's uh, just feeling it out. You know, I think we're a team with, like, a lot of swagger. We like to play, um, you know, loose, energetic. Uh, I myself definitely feed off of, like, a crowd and energy. Um, Luckily enough, in both of my quarters, I actually had uh, pretty much the entire Scottsdale Scorchers, like, fan club behind me (laughs) and just absolutely um, terrorizing me. And so, for me, that gets me going. Uh, I love, you know, to thrive off of, you know, the negative energy of the opponents or the the positive energy of the people rooting for me and got a little bit of both today And uh, I think you know Treff was just the same way, you know playing yeah. big under the lights and
1: uh, Yeah, you can't ask for anything more. So I will um, Tell you about something that I noticed when you guys were in those cross-court dinking patterns with you and Caden I saw a little bit um, What Tyson McGuffin calls premature? Attaculation mm-hmm. From which side from the other side? Ooh. Which was allowing Treffery, actually your partner, Mm -hmm. to sit big on his forehand. Yeah, he won a lot of those points. Yeah, so that it it was getting into a, um, it was putting them into an uncomfortable situation, and then the premature attackulation was obviously was obviously something that um, one hurt them, but also you could see from both sides of the court whoever was. Speeding those first balls up, we're losing the majority of the, of the points. Um, not that it happened every time, obviously, yeah. but um, the counters were on tonight mm-hmm. and, and stuff like that. So um, here's another fun thing that we get to talk about tonight is that you guys are back here on stage next week yeah. against the Gilbert Gladiators. Yeah. Does this energy that you just experienced f- fall and um, continue on into the next, next week um, for the— for the Tuesday night pickleball?
2: Absolutely. I think momentum's super big. Um, you know, being able to play back to back and Um, go in on a win is is just a huge huge advantage for us, especially since they haven't gotten to play this season yet. This will be their first match, um, and it'll be against us, who we're coming in hot. Uh, I think a lot of people, like you said, probably didn't pick us to win that. Uh, We knew what we were capable of, and uh, yeah, got it done. I think you guys were were talking about the heart rating in one of the other podcasts, and we've got got big heart on the
1: Hooper. We call that one the Hooper, right? The Hooper rating, rating, and I think the Hooper rating I was discussing with Kyle today, who was talking about the the heart rating um hooper stands for heart universal rate yes rating oh, i believe yes and <laughs> Ooh, and here he is. our hooper the hooper rating um for the uh peoria pythons probably is sitting right about like a high six right now okay i would say about like probably a little low for my standards. I think we're closer to like a 6-7. You think you're closer? Okay. I mean, did you see that tonight?
2: I down, down big, eight? coming back. Is 8-2 the eight highest? 8-5 is, is the highest. is the Yeah,
1: me and Kyle were speaking on that because I put myself in a, hi- a high five, maybe a 5-9 mm. hooper. Yeah. Um. I have not been on this stage, so I can't tell you where I would be with the big bright lights shining on us. Yeah. But you guys showed today, you and arguably Treffry came out. He was flexing on the crowd. Yeah. He was giving the Python, he was giving finger wags. His Hooper, I might challenge oh, you, might be higher than it's yours. Hard, it's
2: higher than mine, yeah, absolutely. We don't get that job done today without Treff being an absolute rock, understanding his role, being super smart about, like you said, the counters. He was the one that really set the game plan up, told me like, hey, let's, you know, be patient. He told me slide over, take middle balls when you can, and look to be aggressive. So, I mean, that all collectively, I think, gives him the higher hooper than me. Yeah. And uh, I can't be here without draft. So,
0: when they do the first mix, going back to that first mix match, yeah. Yeah. the GMs kind of talk to each other and it's already preset. Mm-hmm. So, you guys had some time to practice that a little bit. And we talked a little bit about the girls being heads up. An earlier podcast I would mentioned. That's 36 inches on the sides like that yeah. instead of 34. Did you guys practice anything different? Heads up,
2: because that's the highest part of the net and could be a yeah. tough go of it. I mean, we obviously we have Treff as a lefty, so we got to practice that matchup basically the exact same way um going into it so that was really helpful uh otherwise you know we would try to mix up some things get some different guys to come in for subs and stuff like that but since we did know the matchups and we knew that it was going to be you know a lefty versus righty male and both of those matchups we were able to just kind of scrimmage against each other um give each other that look and then uh kind of go from there
1: very smart gameplay. i did
0: have one other thing the commissioner please uh, got in my ear during the match yeah. uh obviously michael's one of his more uh uh, dominant things is to serve mm-hmm. and there were some people calling in thought that maybe it was too high Okay, I did go to the video on the new 8k camera And you're okay.
2: Thank you never been called for it once mm-hmm. I will say that, you know I've, I've worked rigorously on that serve hit baskets and baskets with Nico Montoya late nights and uh, yeah Made sure it was legal.
1: As there well. is something to be said about the serve and where it's coming into the pickleball game right now yeah um, I myself have been working on a big serve because I noticed, I'll be the first person to admit, that I got taken advantage of. I was getting a big herb, big serve hit on me and, and floating a ball in for them. Yeah. And this was in one of the first PPAs this year. I immediately went back, and for the next two weeks, the only thing I did was hit serves. Mm-hmm. I didn't work on anything else specifically yeah. other than the serve because the serve is such an integral part of, like, Setting the tone of the game mm-hmm. that there's no other way to look at it. Yeah. If you're putting pressure immediately from the first ball second ball third ball uh, It makes a huge difference in the game and I think that you saw that Tonight they weren't quite they were hitting some good serves that were deep but not quite as hard of pace as you Yeah And so like when you see that when you see you know Your your serves are hitting in you're going big and you're able to get that big ball through the middle um, for your third ball What are you looking for?
2: Yeah, I mean it's such like a compounding thing, right? It's not just like me getting short thirds or me getting missed returns, it's also the pressure, like you said, that they've gotta maybe do more on their serve. So it's so many things. I mean, yeah, for me, I I'm looking to, you know, be aggressive on that first like that serve, get a, a, a short third and then from there, you know, make the right decision. Sometimes it's hitting an aggressive drop, sometimes it's hitting like the drip somewhere in between the drive and the drop, and then sometimes it's you know,
1: just stepping up, cracking away and picking your spot. Absolutely. Um, I will be the first person to also keep you honest and tell you that you did hit a few balls out today. I hit balls that were going out. No, you just you hit the ball a little bit too hard and it went a little bit past the end line. Mm -hmm. That would we would call that out. Yep. Um, By commissioner's rules, that's out. Yeah, that's a good line. The line behind the the, line is in. Mm -hmm. The line line is in now. How do you tame yourself from getting too big for the moment and noticing, hey, I gotta like hold back a little bit more or get a little bit more dip on it? What are you looking for? Uh, I think it's just a numbers game for me. You know, if I'm getting,
2: you know, 80% of short returns and then I'm getting a couple of missed missed returns and then, you know, maybe I'm only missing one or two serves, I think that's a healthy ratio. Obviously, if it gets to be – where that ratio is a little bit more lopsided. I'm not making as many serves, and then all of a sudden I'm not getting the free points that I want. Then I've got to step off the gas a little bit. And also it's situational, right? Like if at 50-52 and we've got five seconds left, I'm probably not going to be popping that thing the same way that I would at 50-51, right? Because at that point, I think it's 50-51. I'm I'm taking a good calculated risk. If I miss the serve, I'm immediately going to hand it over to Trev, and then he's got a chance at it. So it's, it's all just like reading kind of the situations, how you're feeling. Um, like I said, I've spent so much time on that serve that, like, I'm confident in it in the big moments. Uh, and, you know, now I've been able to get so many tournament reps and pro mix singles and doubles that, like, I feel really confident um,
1: in those in those critical situations. You know? Absolutely. And, and it showed tonight. It showed that, I mean, you came out here and challenged, challenged and beat some of the best of the best of Arizona. So that's one. Hats off to you. I'll be the first person that gives uh, – Gives everyone praise who, who deserves it. So Thanks. great job tonight. And let, let's kick it back over to Orchard Security Guy. W- where did you see um, Michael Excel? I know I got a text. I get a text like halfway through the fourth quarter usually. And somebody sends like a, an MVP text Okay, is what comes through so that I can start feeling it out and seeing who we're going to pick. I believe Patrick Sullivan um, receives the same text. Yes. today we we were debating there was a little debate but that, that was probably about 10 minutes left in the fourth quarter then something happened can you can you take that away what, what did you see
0: well at 10 minutes you guys tied it up right yep. and then they may have took the lead back at yeah five or six minutes but then towards the end um your guys obviously had a as we talked earlier a strategy of going where you wanted to go and kind of uh, leaned on Caden sometimes, but really took over and hit some unbelievable shots. Uh, the rallies were incredible, and uh, thought that you kind of took over the last three minutes of the game.
1: Absolutely, and and honestly, you could you could even push to the last five minutes of the game. Yeah. I mean, there was there was a clear best player on the court, and um, so that I think that that was an easy decision to choose you as the as the MVP of tonight's game. What I want to know is if you can set the new pickleball standard here at Tuesday Night Pickleball and at the Orchard, sponsored by Jigsaw Health, can you become MVP two weeks in a row? We'll have to see. I mean, a lot of it, like I said, has has to do with how my
2: teammates set me up. I think Traf really was the one that, like, pushed me and let me kind of do my thing and set me up for success there and so we'll see what it's uh what it's like next week i think the most important thing is that we come up with the you know the overall dub i'll be happy if any of us are the mvp because that means that we probably won there so. you go
0: and a little shout out to the girls yeah. um they really played really well in that third game and and kind of
2: set the tone for you 100%. guys coming in yeah uh, to the fourth quarter. Yeah, I mean, they won, they won their matchup by four. We ended up winning the match by three. So every single point was big. We knew that we needed them to kind of, you know, put us on their back a little bit, get us back into it. They did an amazing job. Takako, like, was barely missing thirds. Jess is being super aggressive with all of her roles. And, uh, yeah, they just really, really dug in and kind of put us in, you know, the best situation possible to win going into the fourth.
1: One of my favorite shots in all of the Arizona Pickleball League, I don't care what anyone says, is Takako's bop. Oh, her bop is unreal. It's so it's so yeah. good. I mean, it's like, it, you can't really read it very well because you are not, you don't see it a lot. Yeah. And so her bop sometimes just gets people a little bit off balance. Yeah. Sometimes puts the ball away. Sometimes it's just enough to allow the next ball to be here for yeah. overhead. It's definitely like a weird look and definitely not a lot of girls like have the wrist
2: dexterity to do that. So for Absolutely. her to, to pull that out and she does it in big moments too. Like, she she's totally not does. afraid to pull it out and like this super long critical rally <laughs> and then all of a sudden she's bopping it to like cross court or doing whatever she's got. She can take it to different spots yeah. yeah so it's it's super weird when i play mix against her and she she comes at me with a bop i'm like i have absolutely no idea where it's going yeah it's so it's,
1: it's not something that you see often so therefore it's not something that you can practice very <laughs> right. well and then so it just ends up getting you and so um i actually played uh, mixed doubles against her just a couple weeks ago yeah and it was the first time i'd ever played against her or seen her play and it threw me off for the first few couple points because you you can't read it you're not used to seeing it, and it's a quick, easy few points, and not to mention it also puts the momentum on your side. Mm -hmm. So having that um, play from her, and then Jess Wilcox, obviously, played awesome. Yeah, she's a rock. Yeah, she's a rock. Team captain.
2: You know, she played so good and mixed and especially in the moments where i needed her to and i wasn't maybe playing my absolute best she picked me up um yeah it was just like one of those absolute like big team wins everybody came together everybody played their parts and we don't win that match and come back from losing the first two quarters unless you know we've got faith we've got belief and we've got the type of uh kind of team chemistry um,
1: that you know can carry carry us to the the finish line and as we go next week you're i could see I know I saw a few of the uh, Gilbert Gladiators here Mm -hmm. tonight. Um, I could see the Gilbert Gladiators lining up Chris Headings with you. Yeah. Are you ready for that challenge? Talk to me about how you feel about that. Yeah,
2: 100%. love, Love Chris. One of the best players in Arizona. Um, another guy who I think you know I got to beat in, in order to to be considered you know that number one guy and that's one of my goals and I think it'll be super fun to get matched up to him. Uh, hopefully you know we'll be in the cross courts against each other and not just men's but mixed and uh, then uh, I think a lot of fun stuff will happen. I think you know he and I along with you know obviously a, a couple other guys in the league. Those are some of the fastest hands in Arizona, so it'll be pretty fun to to see those matchups. Absolutely. When we did back to to Kako's little deal back in the combine we measure that mm-hmm.
0: wrist angle on everybody that comes through and hers was like two hundred and thirty six point six three degrees mm-hmm. he turns mm-hmm. that right hand and that shot fairly I mean, it was it was probably twenty four degrees more than anybody else that came really? through the combine.
2: Do you remember who came in at second or do um, we
0: it's not coming to me right now That's but I'll okay. I'll have that by next time. Yeah. I
2: think Treff did have one of those today. He did have a bop in a big moment. You
1: know what he kind of
2: did it, he, had, he had like he a squat here. bop, and it was a squat bop in a big moment. He got it over, and it, 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 it was paid good. off. Team bop.
1: Yeah. You know, Team. So, are we doing here or are we doing this? Yeah. It, right. goes, it
2: goes <laughs> poop and into the bop. <laughs> we like
1: <It's> it. <laughs> Is that approved
0: by the general manager? Did yeah. we do a
2: double? Ah, that's a good question. Is that a little bit too much? I don't, I don't know. I mean, Amy's Amy's one that likes, you know, obviously the controversy. So Ooh. we're, we're going to, yeah. I think, maybe, you know, talk about it, make sure that it's officially approved. Obviously, we'll ch- check with UISG. Um But it's definitely in the works for next
1: week. I love that. I love that. The other thing that I wanted more of, but it's hard because I sit over here in the corner a little bit and I can't quite talk to everybody. I kind of wanted more cowbell. Mm. I kind of wanted more cowbell. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. Some big points out there. Lots of opportunity for cowbell. Not as much cowbell. I want it next week. Okay.
0: I don't know. What do you think? I like the cowbell. It was there early. It was there early. About a, uh, like an eighty-seven point six on the on the uh, scale. Yeah, on the measurements that they used for that. So I like that intensity earlier. Yeah. Uh, I'd like to see that triple digit next week.
1: You know, the one thing that was interesting was early in the day. Scotchdale Scorchers. They came in in a limo. I don't know if you saw that. I did see that came in, in a limo sat over here We're the loudest bunch until We saw a little fourth-quarter action even third-quarter action You know, you guys were pressuring them yeah. kind of shut up the crowd is what we would call that Yeah, absolutely I mean, you know, they may have the bells
2: and whistles and they may be all about, you know, the gravy But we're just steak and potatoes, baby. Yeah we baby. get down to business and we we get it done. Steak and potatoes
1: <laughs> I love it. So um, we will be back here at the Orchard next Tuesday, I believe it is the 28th of March. Can you give us a little bit of a prediction of what you're, gonna, what we're going to see? Are, you, are we going to get a win from uh, the Peoria Pythons, or is this going to be um, a Gilbert Gladiator victory?
2: Oh, It's going to be a Peoria Pythons victory for sure. We've got respect for them, but we're going to come out hot, ride this wave of momentum, and uh, see what we can do.
1: I love to hear that. I love to hear that. Uh, OSG, do you have a prediction?
0: I think it's going to be another good match. Um, if we f- see the fireworks show from Michael towards towards the end, okay, we might see
1: another Python's victory. I w- I will say I want to see a two time MVP. I actually want to see a four time MVP. Okay, I'll do I'll do what I can if you can. Okay, because you're challenged by one of the most dominant players in this league. Dana Rogus right now, who had last week's MVP. Absolutely. Who essentially, and I'm not going to take anything away from you, but she dominated her game. Yeah. Absolutely dominated. So I want to see. I want to see what Michael Lloyd can do coming up these next few weeks. I'm going to put that challenge into your court. Um, obviously, taking nothing away from what you did tonight, but yeah. I, I just want to challenge you a little bit. You know. Yeah, I'm up for the challenge. Yeah, and you know. I think that Dana Roggest is too. Absolutely. So I'm excited for that. I'm excited for next week. We'll be here. I think the show starts at about 545, maybe 535, right in there. Please join us uh, next week. And we will be um, having actually episode six later this, uh, I think, actually Monday. We're going to do a pregame show. So uh, please f- uh, join us for that. And then... From there, we're gonna end the night, Michael. Great playing! Thank you for joining great us, job, OSG. Thanks for, me, guys. thanks for keeping us safe. Thanks for checking the nets, the doors, the cameras, the, the eighth camera. The eighth camera uh, so big tonight. It right? was big tonight. We needed it. And then, uh, thank you to Jigsaw Health. It's fun to feel good. Oh, it's so fun to feel good. It is so fun to feel good. <laughs> I think I actually wrote on my shirt. And uh, with that said, uh, I think we need Mr. OSG to take us home pickleballers as you saw
0: tonight there was quite a bit of intensity between all four players and one thing you don't see a lot is is the breathing the in through the nose the out through the mouth and they're nervous just like you are trying to hit serves in trying to drop thirds but you got to realize when you're playing in these big moments you got to breathe in through the nose, <sighs> out through the mouth. And when you are playing, there's a lot of shots that are awfully close to the line that could be in, could be out. And as you saw tonight, there were eight chickens thrown. So when your next match is when you're playing wreck, or you're in a tournament and that ball's awfully close to the line, don't be afraid to give a... Pakar! for the chicken until next episode.